Hey guys, welcome to the Mortgage Man podcast brought to you by Tenta Financial Advisors. In this podcast, we break down everything you need to know about buying a first home, your second home, your 10th home, investment properties, as well as touching on KiwiSaver, how to bid at auction, and of course, insuring yourself and your property. Each episode, we're either going to interview a specific guest or cover a specific topic. Now, we may not be professionals in creating podcasts, but we definitely are when it comes to buying property number one through 100. So listen up, and if you have any questions, please feel free to email us at hello at tanta.co.nz. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another fantastic episode of the Mortgage Man podcast, still called the Mortgage Man, even though it's under Tanta. Don't worry, we're pretty much the same thing. Um, I'm here with Chris, who is the director of Tanta, one of two, um, and we're going to talk about new builds. We're going to talk about um, an updated new build podcast. We had, we did have one from six months ago, but there have been a lot of changes that make a new build uh, quite attractive to people as an investment property and as a home. Um, we're going to cover both and help you kind of understand the pros and cons and in the next episode we're going to talk about how you actually purchase a new build in terms of the bank size or if you build it yourself etc etc chris how are you doing mate you had a new baby i have so my world's Tired. a little uh, crazy at the moment as i'm sure anyone who's had a baby will attest there's not much sleep but um that's Still. why we're doing a podcast, not a video. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the baggy eyes are always fun. But no, it's exciting to be back at work. There's all these new exciting changes. Governments are sticking their nose in to try and force uh, new builds on people, which is, you know, uh, great for those who want to buy new builds. So good time to do this podcast, I think. Yeah, and I think most of those changes kind of... Uh, Bigger, there's a bigger difference, I guess, in buying an investment property as a new build rather than just buying a new build to live in because the changes have kind of pushed investors to look at new builds more than maybe they did in the past. Would you kind of agree? Oh, 100%. If someone's coming to me and doesn't want to do a development, I'm uh, advising them to have a serious look at um, new builds for your investment purposes now. They've really kind of tilted the table towards it. Um, for a variety of reasons that we'll touch on, but um, yeah, it's, it's definitely an option. Whereas before, it's usually just, uh, you know, there was the new build, oh, sorry, it was the first home buyers round that they kind of the only ones really looking at these types of properties. Yeah, for sure. So I think the biggest difference is um, deposit size. So now banks will let you buy an investment property. If it's a new build with a 20% deposit as opposed to 40% if you buy an existing property. That's correct, yeah. So uh, new builds are what we call um, exempt from the RBNZ rules, meaning you don't have a deposit um, requirements there. So the bank just has their own 20% that you need to stick to. Immediately you can buy twice as many houses with your deposits on a new build site, um, new builds as an investment than you could otherwise. So huge, huge difference there. You know, t- two properties better than one. Yeah, so just to use an example, if you had um, wanted to buy a million dollar property, you would only need a $200,000 deposit or $200,000 worth of equity in your own home um, to get that as an investment. If it was a new build, if it was an existing property, you'd need double that. You'd need 400000 
which is yeah. quite a lot more. 400,000, I mean, if you're in the Auckland market, 400,000 is pretty outrageous for an investment property. Just the deposit. Just the deposit. So you've got to have that in equity. Um, you know, if you're buying in the Tauranga or Christchurch market, it's a little, it's a little easier, but um, definitely still not uh, a good way to go. And 20% makes it so much more achievable for everyone. Yeah. So the next point, I guess, is um, interest rates. So... We're in a time where we just had interest rates drop at the lowest we've ever seen them and now they're back on their way up. Um, however, two of the main banks have come out with a kind of incentive um, to use them if you are going to buy a new build or build a new build yourself. And they're called the Back My Build, which is ASB. That's correct. And the Blueprint to My Build. Is that right? <laughs> ANZ. I, I just call them both back my build because ASB did a better job of branding there. Um, basically, the government has made a, a funding line for the banks that they, if they want it, they can offer cheap money for anyone building. So 1.69% at ANZ is the best you'll get, and that's valid for three years if you're building, while you're building only. Once you finish the build, you're back to everyone else's uh, interest rates, but takes off the pressure hugely especially if you've got a long you know it's always been a problem or a, a, an issue with um, getting new builds as you start paying your mortgage the moment you buy the land so this really helps that and makes it uh, a ton cheaper um, to to do that and makes it again a far more viable option for anyone doing it yeah and I think um, you touched on having to pay for the land as well as while you're waiting for your house to be built. And we're going to talk more about that in the next episode. So don't worry if you're like, what does that mean? We're going to talk more about that in the next episode of how to structure it because sometimes you don't have to pay your mortgage until you actually have a completed house, which is kind of nice. Um, the third, I guess, big pro um, in buying a new build, especially, well, only as an investment property, um, behind the deposit and the interest rates is the interest deductibility on that new build is exempt from the new rules. So if you've never had an investment property before, you probably have no idea what we're talking about, but you're going to learn pretty quickly <laughs> um, what that means when you get your first accountant's uh, end of year returns if you cannot deduct the interest of your tax. So. It's really hard to describe this. Um, do you want to have a go at <laughs> yeah, <laughs> making so, sense of it? So um, the, I'll use round numbers just for uh, this example. But if you wanted, so if you had a property in the past, every all your interest was uh, deemed to be uh, an expense on the property. So I'm going to use nice, nice round numbers here. Hopefully you're getting more rent than this. But if you got $10,000 per year of rent, you were able to uh, say that, hey, my my interest on my mortgage is a cost of running this property, so I'll, I'll claim that back. So if I earned ten thousand, oh, sorry, if it cost me ten thousand dollars in interest that year, um, I could claim three thousand dollars back of that, being the thirty percent tax rate. Of course, you'll have your own tax rate, but thirty percent um, back of that was effectively profit back into your pocket so you could claim it back that is gone now so effectively three thousand dollars more expensive to own a property now on that example and on no that one, example no one only gets ten thousand dollars a year so you can see when people have 
really large mortgages. Yeah, and maybe were offsetting with $100,000, now they have to pay $30,000 more in tax if they only have existing properties in their portfolio. However, if you buy a new build, and this is the key point, that does not happen. You can still claim that interest as an expense and you don't have to pay tax on that portion, which makes it cheaper to buy a new build investment property because you're, you keep more of your rent, basically. Yeah, and I think it doesn't make a whole lot of sense why they do that other than the government just really wants people to increase the housing supply we have. So they're encouraging people to buy more new builds. Therefore, uh, in theory, where the developers will build more and more and more if we can sell them quickly. So they're just really trying to tilt the table towards new builds over existing properties. And this is one way they've come up to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't fully agree with it, but <laughs> this is what they've done. So we'll play by the rules and take advantage of it. You know, yeah, with either every change creates opportunity and the opportunity is buy a new build and use it as an investment property and have it in your portfolio because then you can offset the others as well. Um, speaking of investment properties, some of the rules now, if you have an investment property, needs to meet healthy home standards and you are more likely to meet those standards if you buy a new build as opposed to having an existing property as your investment property. So that's kind of a, another pro. Yeah, I can tell you from personal experience, having to bring up some of my properties which are a bit older, uh, getting the insulation redone or plugging drafts so there's four main things they do drafts drainage um ventilation ventilation and insulation insulation are the four things they they kind of look at and obviously with a new build most of those are already ticked off and done and you don't need to do a thing so um and saying that easier hands off kind of like a hands off uh, investment as yeah. opposed to something you have to renovate and especially for those of you who have a far more passive uh, investment strategy um, new builds are definitely the way to go with the government looking to crack down more and more on um, investors to make sure they're looking after their tenants so if you give them a nice brand new home it's just going to make your life easier yeah and the other thing as well which doesn't come with all new builds but should kind of come with it and it's kind of what you should look for um, when you're looking at developers to work with um, is the 10 year master builder guarantee which basically means that that house if it falls over you've got a guarantee that you don't have to pay for it so um, that's really nice to have and that's kind of what you should be looking for because if you could get your property guaranteed for 10 years that's kind of cool so why would you not do that and I whenever I find investment properties, new builds that haven't got that, I'm kind of like, why the hell wouldn't you? Mm. And I think the last point um, I I always want to touch on is that with everyone make, so the government's done their very best to make new homes more attractive. And one of the main reasons we didn't um, say that new builds were an attractive option in the past is that they didn't have as good capital gains uh, in as uh, potentially an existing property did. Now that they're a whole lot more attractive, of course, demand goes up, so does the capital gain uh, potential there. So there's a kind of one of the biggest cons of a new build in the past is now kind of, pro. it's a now pro, because you know everyone 
all these reasons we've just listed, there's a whole lot more as well that we probably won't touch on in this episode, but um, they've kind of tilted it so that the capital gains is now definitely going to be a thing. I can 100% see, and we have already seen, um, new build prices going up and up and up. And if you've been looking for a while, you'll see that too. So, yeah, And at a faster rate than their existing property counterparts. Um, on that, we should be unbiased and tell people about the cons of buying a new build. What are the cons of buying a new build? So I have a good client of mine who uh, is an investor. They put a deposit down on a new build. 18 months later, the developer has come back and said, uh, we sold it to you too cheap. We're invoking our sunset clause, which means if they don't build the property by a certain date, they have the right to cancel the contract. So he put a deposit down 18 months ago, and it's now cancelled. And he's just wasted his opportunity to buy something else and get hold of all these capital gains. So huge one there. Uh, development doesn't go ahead. How do we how do we negate that? Negate that? Reduce the <laughs> risk of that? Because like in that in that scenario, obviously your your clients to go gets their deposit back, so it's not like they've lost their own money. It's kind of like in that two year time frame, like the developer's basically just gonna say, sorry, you can't buy it and put it back on the market the next day for a hundred grand more. Yeah, and I think um, it's a risk everyone runs when they're kind of buying new builds. But and the, the what the client has lost out on is to buy that same three bedroom um, townhouse that they put them that they thought they were buying. They've now got to go and spend another hundred thousand dollars more to get the same thing, just because that's what the market has done. Yeah, it's a really shitty thing to do <laughs> from the development point of view. And unfortunately, it happens more often than not. And I guess um, one of the, that's one of the biggest cons. The other con is also um, that what you put your money down and what you buy, the plans to start with, are liable to change. If council says I don't like that. Uh, the developer has to change the plans and you kind of have no say in it. Like it just has to. There is a, a clause that says, I think developers leave 10%. They can change it without your permission, 10%. But I think you can negotiate that down to 5% depending on depending um, on the developer and what the development is. But those little things, this is why those contracts are long and why you need a lawyer to go through them to make sure there aren't little tricky things in there. The sunset clause is a common one and speak to your lawyer about reducing the risk of being caught out with that. Yeah, I think one of the other cons, I guess, is there is a lot of, uh, you know, because everyone's tilting towards new builds being a good thing, there's a lot of new developers going out there uh, and realizing that it's harder than it is to start with. So you may find that you ordered a Fisher & Paykel uh, appliance and you show up and it's a cheap Chinese version instead because they needed to cut costs somewhere. Um, once you've signed that contract, you will they they have to let you know. But once you're kind of 12 months in, what are you going to do? You're going to either say, all right, I'll accept it, or I cancel the contract, and then you're back to square one again. So there is a few pitfalls with new builds. Um, likewise, I, I you know a good another example where clients have gotten into trouble. Um, they went nine months down the track and then found out they were pregnant. So um, They found out they were pregnant nine months yeah, after? Yeah, <laughs> just coincidentally. 
I probably just <laughs> used nine months as the example there without realizing, but um, they, they signed the contract, they later got pregnant, <laughs> now they came time to settle, and all of a sudden it's very difficult for us to get them a mortgage because they had... Situation the, has changed. Their, their personal mm. situation has changed. They were one, uh, they were two incomes, they're now one income. Uh, so that's another uh, con of, of um, new yeah, builds. Situations change and that's kind of like your typical pre-approval will last three months and most new builds take longer than three months. So there is a small risk that if your situation changes, you need to reapply or rejig the finance side of things. Yeah, and I guess that kind of ties into the last major con I always, every new build encounters, they never run on time. They're always delayed, uh, yeah. and especially with the shipping delays and the price increase we're seeing in building costs, council delays, etc., etc. A million excuses, you name it, that's there. But uh, one of the biggest cons is you sign up for it. They say it's December. Count on it being August. It's actually there for you to move into. Yeah. Well, that's what we're gonna stop at today. Um, because we're going to do another podcast on the how, how you purchase a new build. And we have also created a new build guide that you can download from our website um, or you can just email us. So the website to download the new build guide is www.tanta.co.nz forward slash new build guide, incidentally enough. Um, Or you can just email aaron at tanta.co.nz, hello at tanta.co.nz, or Chris at Tanta.co.nz and Tanta is T-A-N-T-A that's it alright <laughs> talk to you guys next time catch you later